Hey, listeners, you don't recognize my voice, do you? Maybe you do from the ads. I'm producer Mitch from Fireproof Your Retirement. This week, Mike and Vanessa took the week off, and for some reason, they gave me the reins. So I'm going to present you with some of their best moments from over the past year or so. Coming up after this. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the best of Fireproof Your Retirement. As I said earlier, I'm producer Mitch. Mike and Vanessa are off this week. This first clip that they go over, Mike and Vanessa are talking about selling to family members and what that may entail. Here's the problem with that. If she takes that risk, it's a risk that's in excess of what she's comfortable with. So the moment we have a downturn, I'm telling you what will happen. moment we have something meaningful, 20, 30%, she'll sell. I've seen it too much. She'll sell right at the worst time. And that happens a lot. Just like selling a house to your family members. Well, give that story. Um, How they want. Okay, well... My brother and my brother-in-law and my sister have a rental property that they had. They bought for some friends who had fallen on hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, those friends have since split up. Sure. Um, and the husband is still in the house and struggling to make payments. Okay. He has pulled his siblings in, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and these are lower-income individuals, and he's still struggling to make payments. So, long story short. The lease is up shortly, and if they can't come up with some sort of a game plan, they want to sell the house. And so they started talking about selling it to one of your brothers. Correct. Yep. One of my brothers and his longtime girlfriend um, are renting a house, and my brother-in-law just said, hey, you know, I would love to sell it to, to your little brother. Heck, I'd even sell it on a land contract with zero interest because I just don't want to have to deal with the thing anymore. And we'll do it for what we've got into it. Right. Now, is it bad to work with family like this? Because your dad and I own a company together, mm-hmm. and it's worked out really well. Yes. But family business and family transactions like this, it's not only just sibling to sibling, but mom and dad to son or daughter, they don't always work. Right. There can be significant amounts of animosity. But how can we avoid that? Because I don't think we should tell everybody that you shouldn't have, never, you know, never sell a house to a kid. You have to have a candid conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And you and my dad like talk more than my dad and I do. I mean, you know what's going on with work before I know what's going on with work, and it's my business. I don't yell at him. I don't yell at my father either. Yeah, most of us <clears throat> believe that. But going uh-huh. forward, <laughs> so something you and I have talked about is that you've got to be 
explicitly precise on your expectations. Correct. So we're talking about it. I said, you know, I think that's a bad idea. Not selling a house to a family member, but selling it at a discount like this. Now, it's a little different when it's mom and dad to a child. And even then, I've seen it cause problems. Right. Because let's say that they sell it for exactly what they have in it. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens? Because these are conversations that aren't had a lot. So what happens, Graham, if in two years you sell the house and you make a profit? Brother-in-law might not be so happy about that. And understandably so. Right. What if they find they get on Zillow and they start seeing the value of surrounding properties up above what they have into it? And they see that there's twenty or thirty, maybe forty thousand dollars of equity into the thing after mm-hmm. just a few years of payments. Because again, they said zero interest. Right. So if they buy at what they bought it at a couple years ago, zero interest, and all of that thing is going towards principal. Next thing you know, they might have thirty or forty thousand of equity. Right. And then, like so many younger people, they start a family. They have more kids. They decide they want a garage. They're moving up in the world, better incomes, and they say, "What? I want a nicer house." Right. And then somebody else feels like, well, I didn't give you that. I gave you a deal to get on your feet, not for you to just take the money and run. Correct. What if, um, as younger people sometimes do, they um, don't plan well for their bills and they went out and had too much fun, maybe spent too much on Christmas or went out to dinner too often and they're a week late on the payment. Now, when it's just to a landlord that, it's a business transaction. It's okay. You're late. Sorry. Here's 50 bucks. That's the penalty. Right. So yep. be it. No big deal. Yes. What if they, as so many younger families do, decide that they, instead of having a child, they want to get a puppy first. And that puppy starts destroying things. And you go over there. We all have a family dinner. And you see half the molding has been chewed on by this little rat dog. I don't know why I have I would a rat hope dog. it's not a rat dog, but our large, our large rat dog ate my pillows. And we had another dog. We had a great dame that used to chew on molding. That's where I thought of this. I had to start putting hot sauce on the handrails so he'd stop chewing on them. Then then he was very unhappy and had to go outside a lot for a while. And then he licked the window for a long time. So I put hot sauce on that. Anything he'd lick, hot sauce. Anyways. But you can see how these things, without having that explicit, precise communication, can cause problems. Even putting something in writing. It's what you got to do. Put it in writing, and then these are the terms. I mean, my secretary's daughter lives with her grandma. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything in writing. Do you know how many times that my secretary comes in and goes, oh, Madison's grandma called me again, right. blah, 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 blah. She's late for this, and she went out with her boyfriend the other night, and I'm like, well, it's not in writing, so. And it's with the best of intentions. Right. So you've got to put it in writing, and you've got to talk about some of these things. And I think you kind of have to have almost a operating agreement mm-hmm. that if this happens, it nullifies, you know, uh, voids this out, right? Correct. If I come over and this, this, or that, and I don't know what that would be, you would have to have those conversations. You know, if we were selling a house to somebody, it would be, I'll give it to you at this price, but if you sell in the first, if, if I'm giving it to you at a below market value, if you sell it in the first two years or three years, whatever that would be for you, we split it because I could have done that. Right. If I give you 0% interest, that 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 goes away if you become late. 
After that, it's 3%. I don't know. But you've got to have those communications. Correct. I will also tell you why I stress this so much is because there was a time at our firm, a time in our practice, where we really didn't guide people on this. And it, we didn't avoid guiding them on, but they, you know, until we started talking about these things, people didn't necessarily know that we were a resource they could reach out to. This is a big difference between helping people accumulate wealth and helping people in that part of their life where they're preserving and distributing. There's an emotional connection to say, you know what, my kids are going to get this anyway. I'd like for them to get it now while I can see it. I see houses a lot with a lot of our clients. Mm -hmm. But then, as you gave with the grandmother, that's a typical scenario that I see. If any of this has sounded familiar or it's a situation that you feel like you may run into in the future, don't hesitate to give Legacy Financial Network a call. Call 616-589-4004 or visit LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. While you're at the website, don't forget to snoop around and click on the media tab and visit the radio page where you can find an archive of previous shows and possibly hear the clips I have pulled in their entirety. There's also a video library where you can learn more about the products and services Legacy Financial Network offers. The event page, About Us, Contact, Generational Vault, it's all there. Go to LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the best of Fireproof Your Retirement right after this. Michael. What? Just because we don't have a car payment doesn't mean that you get to go on eBay and buy whatever you want because it was a good deal. All right. So a lot of our listeners know I probably have a problem when it comes to vehicles. We have old classics, even some new classics. We got UNX limo. We even have a fire truck. How do you find a place that can do everything? All those different type of vehicles, transmissions, oil changes, little repairs, big repairs. It's pretty hard. I've been taking all of our cars to Global Auto Works in Grand Haven for at least the last five years. And Mike asks the hard questions that nobody seems to be able to answer. So if he can trust them, so can you. If you're having car trouble, go to Global Auto Works. Their phone number is 616-499-4451. That's 616-499-4451. Say Mike and Vanessa sent you. Their number is 616-499-4451. And welcome back to the best of Fireproof Year Retirement. In this next segment, Mike and Vanessa are talking about one of my favorite things, buying generic foods and also the importance of having an emergency fund. All right, and welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being with us. We're always excited and humbled that you guys tune into our show. Let us talk to you. It's It really is a pleasure. This is Fireproof Your Retirement, and I am your host, Michael Markey, with me, my wife, Vanessa. Do you know what grinds my gears? A lot of things, but what is it today? What do you mean a lot of things? The list would be hmm, one page Double spaced, maybe. Anyways, what is on your mind today? I like generic foods. I think it's a great thing to get kids, and even as adults, although Peter Pan may not be generic peanut butter. but Every all, time. All seriousness. Every time. I like generic foods. It saves so much money in the budget. Do you know one of the worst, I mean worst, horrible, not good when it comes to generic foods? Mac and cheese. You guessed it. How did you know? That's exactly what I was going to say, and we didn't even rehearse that. Because you're kind of a mac and cheese word I can't say on the air. <laughs> connoisseur, I think, is the word. that that You can say connoisseur. I don't have to do uh-huh. the dump button on connoisseur. 
But no, it really. I mean, you don't save a lot going. Snob. Mac and cheese snob. I'm telling you right now. I am a fan of telling people to use generics. Do not buy generic mac and cheese. It's chalky. I don't care what you add to it. It doesn't taste good. The cheese, I don't even... It says it's an American cheese. Maybe American from 1930. It's not good. It's not worth the money. So anyways... And you save five cents a box? You got to eat 20 boxes just to save a buck. Again, so anyways... I want to share a story. I was meeting with a couple this week, and it really bothered me. As we discussed where they were at, the wife was almost in tears. You make people cry a lot. It does. I, I, You know, it's like I believe, not that we meant to go this direction, but I really do believe in a, in a, in the Holy Spirit and that, I can't take credit for things. There's times that I'm just talking, and this won't surprise anyone, but I'm just talking, and all of a sudden it's like these words that I wouldn't have thought of just come out, and their eyes get big, they well up, and they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, I don't know. What? What? That that made sense? Because that didn't make sense to me, but it made sense to you, so good. Let's move forward. But she, you know, this lady, her eyes start welling up, and, she, and she's in tears because she's got fibro and, She's been having a hard time working. And the husband goes, you know what? Let me step in. He said, you know, I didn't ever, I never really knew my father and I, and my mother, there was problems there. So I I vowed that when I got married that I I was going to take, you know, no matter what, this was on me. I would take care of my wife, my family. And so he's been working two jobs for six or seven years now, every now, he said every day. In my mind now, I didn't ask, and I don't know if it would have been appropriate. So every day. You mean every day but Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Easter. I don't think that would have gone over well. But every single day for the last six, seven, maybe eight years. So much so that he had one day off like a week or a couple weeks ago, and he's like, I, I didn't even know what to do. I was so lost. <laughs> As I'm telling you this story, and they've got maybe... 30, it was like 500 bucks in savings and checking. I mean, money in, money out. They're delinquent on some debts. How would you, as I tell you that, would you think of this as a couple with, that would have retirement savings? No. They're still putting away. I mean, credit work, credit too. That's cool that they're still putting away. But how backwards have we made this? How screwed up have we made this industry? That the very, open up basic financial, I'm, I, by the way, am I yelling at them? I'm deaf. Am I yelling at them? No, you're not. This is what disappoints me. This is what aggravates me about our industry. You open up a basic financial principles book that they train us with. And you know the very first chapter? Checking and savings. Emergency funds. Yes. I'm, I'm mad right now. I am. I'm kind of ticked off. I don't know if I can say that, but it's already out there. Because here's a couple. He's working as hard as he possibly can. Her body is falling apart, and she's now, I'm not going to say where, a, a job she hates that's killing her. It's breaking her body down. And you know what this advisor that they had told him to do? He goes, you can't afford another 08. You're right, Bob, George, whatever your name is. They can't. So he goes, 
we're going to reallocate you. And I go, so I look at, we'll call the client. George is the advisor. Bob is the client. I look at Bob. I go, Bob, what does that mean? He goes, I don't know. Yeah. He goes, I don't know. I said, so he said, you can't afford to lose that much again. What did he do? He goes, well, he bought something else. I go, what? He grabs out his statement. He goes, this. I said, what does that mean to you? And he goes, nothing. Yeah. I have no idea. I said, so in 08, how much did this lose? He goes, I don't know. I go, so are you better off right now with what you have than what you had? I hope so. Is his, is George's belief on an acceptable amount of loss the same as yours? What is that? Is that 30? Is it 20? Is it 40? He goes, I don't know. We didn't talk about that. How? I'm not mad at Bob. Bob doesn't know the questions to ask. If I go to the doctor and I got something wrong with me, I don't expect the doctor to expect me to ask all the right pertinent questions. I want him to ask me. Super glad we're driving separate. I am. I'm <laughs> fired up right now because we're doing this all the time. I meet people who are broke, that are wealthy, but broke. They're pinching every penny. They're working two jobs, three jobs. Some of them are paying the, uh, all right, I got to settle down, but they're paying the cars off for their children. They're paying college off for the kids. I'm okay with that. That's your money. That's your decision. But they're delinquent on these other things. And our industry, instead of stopping, pausing for one minute saying, hey, you know what? Why don't we put some money away? Because I've noticed something. You keep having these emergencies. That's called life. So if we plan for them first, then you don't have to put it on visa every time. And you don't have to go backwards every time. Imagine if right before he goes to retire, right before he goes to retire, we have a, you know, we don't even call it a crash. Now we call it a necessary correction on the upward movement of financial index. Imagine if that happens to that couple. Where are they? They're not retiring. No. She's staying working in a job that's killing her. And he goes and becomes an Uber driver, whatever is the next newest craze by these millennials. I'm guessing whatever. Don't do this thing backwards. You need to have a plan B. You need to have emergency savings. We got to stop acting like nothing bad will ever happen or that if something bad happens, that all of a sudden life is going after us. That's just life. Bad things do happen, but so many good things happen first. You'll never be sorry at the end of the year that you had money in cash. Have we, and it's not that we're perfect by any means, but we carry more cash. Most people think for being an advisor, you'd be like, well, why would you have cash? You don't make anything on cash. Have we ever sat there at the end of the year and go, golly, you know, those extra dollars we could, did you see what Apple stock did? Did you see what Amazon did? Can you imagine how much more money we'd have right now if we had actually invested those dollars, not left them in a safe? No. No, because it made us feel secure. It made us, we knew we had a plan if things went bad. We knew that we could get by. We'll be right back on the best of Fireproof Your Retirement. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Legacy Financial Network, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you'd like a complimentary copy, call our office at 855-LF-NETWORK 
or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to learn more. Now, welcome back to the final segment of the best of Fireproof Your Retirement. In this last little bit, Mike and Vanessa discuss how there are no magical numbers in regards to your savings. Welcome back, everyone, to the last segment, Fireproof Your Retirement. I hope this goes by for all of you as, as quickly as it does for us. But we've talked today all about, you know, money doesn't have meaning. It only has purpose. There's no magical time to retire. You might have to give up something to retire earlier. But it doesn't, the blanket statement, just everyone work longer. That's not necessarily the best idea. Then in the second segment, we talked about there's no magical, if there's no magical age, there's no magical number, pinnacle to hit to. Right. And it seems like in our society, we still talk about a million being like a lifetime worth of income. But the world is different. CDs now pay 1%, maybe 2 mm-hmm. And you used to be able to say, well, you can take out 4% a year. They say that's closer to 3 now if you mm-hmm. want to make sure you don't go out, you know, run out. As we've been talking about this, it reminds me of a couple that I met about eight years ago. And something happened that day. I don't think I realized how impactful it was that moment and how it would change my career. But I've been very blessed and lucky you've been able to go to a lot of the events, conferences mm-hmm. I attend, and yes. you've gotten to hear me speak a lot. Mm-hmm. And it surprises people. One of the big passions that I have um, is teaching people different. Uh, well, obviously, if you're a listener, you know this, but in front of other advisors, they're surprised when I keep saying and hammering, we have to teach people about money differently. There's this couple I met and they were going broke. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at them and just kind of being simple and going, well, you got to change what you're doing. You got to spend less. And this sent him off, you know, a tirade. He pounds his wham, fist down the table and goes, we're not changing a thing. He was mad. And we got past that. And then I asked a question that I immediately knew I shouldn't have. I said, no, not you. You know, I've come to a realization that maybe God gives most people or people filters. And I was just skipped over, but like four times. (laughs) And I'm all right with that. But so I looked at him and I said, and we'll call him Bob. Bob, why do you have three basically brand new cars? You know what he said? Because I can. No. Because they couldn't. They're going broke. He looks at me and he's like, well, I got a three-car garage. You know, and in that moment, that made perfect sense to him. Right. He's got the space, so he needs to fill the space. And I looked at him and said, you know, just because you have a three-car garage, that's not a prerequisite for three brand new cars. You can see my farm growing up a little bit here. I go, you can put a tractor and a Schwinn in one and save some money. <laughs> I'm no. sure he liked that no. response. No, uh-uh. Wham! Here comes the fist the second time. And he looks at me, he says three words. He goes, we're not changing a thing because we deserve this. Mm-hmm. You know what? They did. Probably did. It probably deserved a boat too. I mean, everyone deserves a boat unless you get seasick like my mother-in-law. And then you need a. Then you deserve a really big boat. No, because you're less likely no. to get seasick on that. You deserve like an aircraft carrier. But let me ask you this: What difference does it make? At least on Earth, what difference does it make? What you deserve? It doesn't. Have you ever met somebody who didn't deserve something but got it? Absolutely. Have Every ever, day. Have you ever met somebody who did deserve something and didn't? Mm-hmm. So we get we get stuck on this 
oh, I deserve this, so I'm going to get it. I worked really hard this week, so I'm going to buy this. I worked really hard, so I deserve to retire at 62. I worked really hard, so I deserve to be able to take this money out of this retirement account each and every month, even though the math doesn't look good anymore. I mean, what you don't deserve is worrying about money. Right. You know the most anxious part about running out of money? It's when you realize it's going to happen. It's like running out of gas in the desert. If you're driving in the desert and you pass that last gas station, I was watching Wild Hogs. They pass the last gas station. You know the part where they start fighting? Uh Is the moment they realize they're running out of gas and they're not going to make the next station. And it's this bickering. Do you think that doesn't happen in marriages? Absolutely. People don't fight because they have debt. They don't. They, they fight because fight they're going to run out of money. If, exactly. They fight because their lack of ability to pay their debts. That's why people fight when it comes to money. So there's no magical date when to retire, magical age. And you're not guaranteed any anything, any years. So if you can make the math work at 62 and use some of the dollars that you have and still take Social Security maybe at 65, or maybe it's 67, or maybe it is 63. I don't know. But if you can retire when you want to and take maybe one of those incomes differently, why not? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of people who tell me, Mike, I hate my job. I'm like, all right, so an ideal world, when would you retire? They're like, yesterday. I'm like, all right, a little less ideal world. When would you retire? <laughs> Tomorrow. We're going to have to get a lot less ideal here. How about five years? They're like, all right, let's see what the math looks like. And you know what's kind of cool, though? I found that sometimes when... We show them mathematically you can retire. Like here, in two years, you can retire. The math looks good. They're like, well, cool. I've met people who tell me they hate their job, but then they work longer. Because these things that they thought bothered them because they thought they were dependent on that employment no longer bother them. Those little irritating things no longer bother them once they realize they don't have to be there. Right. So what does all that mean then? I mean, it, it means you need a plan. Mm-hmm. Do you need to assess what you're doing and how you're doing it and what you have and what you're spending? And you need to sit down with somebody and figure out what happens if this happens or what happens if the market goes down or up or... Yeah, what? You have to look at every single aspect. You can't just say, oh, I have a half million dollars. I'm good to go. What happens if I lose my employment? Right. What happens if I lose my job when the markets are down? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. I'm not, you know, anyone listening right now, if you're listening to a financial talk radio show, you're a little bit different than people who don't. Just a little bit. Not in a bad way. I'm not calling you weird. Maybe a little weird. Tiny. You'd be on the same wavelength as Mike. Tiny. What I'm saying, I'm not worried about you when the market's good, your health is good, and your job is good. I'm not worried if you only get three years in retirement, people, well, I'm not going to defer my social security. Why? What if I only live five years? So what? What if you live 20? Right. I'm not worried about those things. I'm not worried if you only have a few years. I'm not worried if your job is good, your health is good, the economy is good. I'm worried if they're not. Right. And what is your plan? If you're listening right now and you're like, I don't know, it'll, it'll get better though. We'll just wade through it. We'll wait it out. You're going to spend 40 years working at 2,000 hours a year. Husband and wife each. It's 160,000 hours you're going to spend as a minimum for most to get to retirement. 
And then you're going to go without a plan, which means you're going to wing it. When you make it that simple, it doesn't sound like such a great idea. So if you don't have a plan, you don't know what your plan is, come to one of our workshops. I know there's a lot of people listening who have gone through a workshop and have been happy they did. That's why we do them at libraries. We're not going to give you a free steak. We're not going to give you a bunch of take, you know, physical things you can have that make it, you know, we're not going to entice you because the information will actually help you. Go online, legacyfinancialnetwork.com, legacyfinancialnetwork.com. You can sign up right there or, of course, call our office. You'll get a live breathing person in Grand Rapids. What a unique thing that is, which is 616-589-4004, 616-589-4004. Until next week, we are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. God bless. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this week's episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. I am producer Mitch, filling in for Mike and Vanessa. I hope you enjoyed the show, and don't forget to give Legacy Financial Network a call at 616-589-4004 or visit the website LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Until next week, God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.